As believers and those who believe in self-reliance, it's important to prepare for an unknown future. But sometimes it takes a mind shift. Hey, I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another Bible devotional with a preparedness application. We've been looking at the life of Abram, and I've been hinting that at some point his name changes to Abraham, and this is actually the devotional where his name changes to Abraham. So we're going to look at Genesis chapter 17. There's quite a bit that I'm going to read more than usual because there's a lot here. And then I'm going to come back and talk about it, okay? So let's go ahead and jump into Genesis chapter 17, starting with verse 1. I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. Now, when Abram was 99 years old, (laughs) 99, that's that's really old there, right? The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me, be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. To be God to you and to your descendants after you. Verse 8. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, Now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of your covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations. A servant who is born in the house or who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. A servant who is born in your house or who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abram, Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Then Abram, Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to a man 100 years old? And will Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Eshmael might live before you. But God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for the ever for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. All right, so there's a whole lot here. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this. When we see the future, and basically that's what God was was doing with Abraham. He was giving him a taste of the future and letting him know uh, what was going to happen. So first, that he was going to be the father of many nations. 
and he was going to be the father of kings and princes and and you go on and on and you know, all these things that were that were going to wind up happening he also told him that you know he was going to have a child you know isaac was going to be born to you and it was going to be born to you from sarah your wife not from uh hagar not ishmael Ishmael's not the one even abraham brings that up he's like hey you know if you know oh that ishmael would would would, would serve before you but it was like no it, ishmael is going to be blessed but because he's from your seed but the real person that is going to be blessed is Isaac. That's who my covenant is with. And so God is giving Abraham a little taste of the future and what is going to happen. He's 99 years old here. Now, I mean, come on, that's that's crazy. Now we hear about people having, you know, fathering fathering babies at, you know, uh, old ages, but by this time he hasn't had, you know, other than Ishmael in with Sarah, he hasn't had any uh, there hasn't there hasn't been any any child born, and so he's like, okay, come on, really? And Sarah, you know, she's old as well, but God lets him see and lets him know that this is going to happen. In fact, he gives him he even gives him a timeline. He lets him know by this time next year this is going to go down. So one of the important things that God does to help Abraham get this and get to have this mind shift is to he he changes his name and so he changes his name from abram to abraham now abram means exalted father but the word abraham that word that name means father of a multitude and so god was letting him know i'm changing your name i'm not calling you exalted father anymore or no one's going to call you exalted father anymore we're going to call you everyone's going to call you father of a multitude because i want you to start seeing this i want you to start getting it into your head that you are going to be the father of a multitude it's really important for you he changes sarai's name to sarah now there's not a real difference in their name right um uh, it, it, one of the things is like beloved and and that's where kind of it, it comes from but some people think that some scholars would say that the the fact that it's sarai to sarah would be like my beloved right and and so it's like um maybe like a, a possessive type of thing it's like you, you, I, i'm personally seeing this through the other thing that god does here to help abraham have this mind shift is he creates this, he, he makes this covenant with them of circumcision. Now, I mean, <laughs> you're 99 years old and then you go get circumcised. And it's not only, you know, Abraham, you got to get circumcised. It's everybody that is in your household. Now, remember, we have talked about this. He had a lot of people in his, you know, in his household. He had, you know, three, over 300 fighting men. And so they all have, you know, there's, they're just servants and all that kind of stuff. And then he talks about this is going to be a perpetual covenant for, you know, for, for all time. And it's, it's really important. So the idea here is that you have this covenant, this, this symbolism in the flesh that happens. It's not just a symbolism in your name. It's not just, you know, like, hey, this is going to happen. This is in your flesh. You see it every single day when you go to the restroom you you know you you see it when you have uh sex eventually when he has sex with and he makes love to sarah and they had they conceive i mean that's part of it as well notice that that wasn't in place when ishmael was conceived but when 
Isaac is conceived, that covenant is in place and it's in his flesh. And so he sees this every single day, this, this change, and it begins to help this mind shift. Every time he looks down, every time he goes to the restroom, every time he, he's about to make love to his wife, it's, hey, this is something that God has said that this is going to happen. And so when we see things that are tangible, it's a lot easier to begin to believe them and be, begin to, to roll with it and to begin to accept it. One of the, the crazy things is if you're familiar with the story of Moses, when he finally has that burning bush experience and he's going back to Egypt and he's going back with his wife and his two kids, his wife would not let him circumcise his two kids. And on the way to Egypt, God's about to take him out. And so his wife realizes it, and we don't know the backstory, but we know that um, that his wife goes and circumcises the kids and throws the foreskin at him and says, you know, I am a, a bridegroom of blood to you. And he gets better because Moses wasn't going, he wasn't rocking with the covenant, man. He was, he was basically saying, he's like, okay, I'm going to let my wife wear the pants in the family and, and I'm not doing this. But God had already told Abraham, like, if you don't do this, then you're not, you know, you're excluded out of the nation. You're excluded out of being my people. This is a covenant that needs to be part of, you know, I want every descendant to see this, right? That every descendant to, to understand that it's, this covenant is in the flesh, and so that's something that, uh, that's really important there. So as believers, one of the things that, you know, when we are looking into the future, you know, and, and like, God, what do you have for us? We got to remember that God has shared the future with us, not like he did with Abraham. He didn't come down and say, you're going to have a kid. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But he has shared the future with us through his word. And the, the Bible is, has over, some, some people say anywhere between 24 to 32% of the Bible is, is prophecy. That there is prophecy in there that God is sharing with other people or with, with anybody that would read about what is going to happen. And so that's one reason why the, the wise men, they knew that where to go. They knew that you know, they needed to go to, 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 to Israel and they were going to find the king of the Jews. And, and, and they knew that. They, Herod knew, Herod, Herod didn't know, the, the people that he asked knew where the Messiah was going to be born, you know, in Bethlehem. And so God reveals himself through his word. And that's really important for us to understand. And it takes a mind shift. You know, one of the, the sad things that is happening in the world today, in the Bible world, uh, in churches, is that you have many people not talking about Bible prophecy and what the future has in hold. And God is there. God has it for us, there for us to, to be able to see and to understand. And some of it is closed off. Some of it is hard to understand. And maybe that's why some preachers don't want to talk about it. But... As we get closer to the end time, it's one thing that God told Daniel. As we get closer to the end times, that we're going to start to understand and we're going to start seeing things unfold. It's one reason why I always talk about that you should be listening to the Bible preachers. Now, there's some that are out there that are sensational and they talk about, you know, they, they do the clicks on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, you know, the clickbait titles. But there are some out there that are just sharing what is happening and a lot of uh, what's happening in the world. And a lot of it does apply to as we get closer to the end, things are building up. And that's hard for people to grasp. I had a conversation with someone uh, this last week 
that they they don't want to you know consider all of that you know they're they want to be raptured up and they want to be raptured up before any bad stuff happens so they don't need to know any of the bad stuff they don't need to know any of the things that happen towards the end of the world because they're going to be raptured up well, that's not really the way that it all plays out, right? Now, I know I'm, I'm kind of starting to lead into my preparedness here, my preparedness application. So let me go ahead and jump into that. The preparedness application is that as we, as, as we look at the world that we're looking at, right, and we see all the crazy things, we need to stay up to speed on what is going on. If you are a believer, then you definitely need to look at the Bible and see how that lines up with all the things that are happening in this world. If you're not a believer, you can look at the world and see things are crazy. You can look and say, hey, we have, you know, this war is starting up or, you know, politics here and shortages there and economy there and all these things that are happening. You're able to see those things. And because of that, you're able to prepare. And it takes a mind shift like Abraham needed a mind shift and he needed to change his name so that it's always he's always remembering that, hey, I need to remember I'm a father of multitudes and always he saw in his flesh like hey okay this thing is going to happen i know that i'm going to be a father we we have it in front of us and the thing is is not to get fearful not to allow those things to cause us to be fearful and go into the corner and rock ourselves to sleep every night because oh my gosh the world is falling apart preparedness gives us options for those of us who are prepared we it gives us options on the other side of whatever event that is there so that's so important and that is so huge for us to remember. So we have this, this, this thing that we're able to prepare for the future. We're able to see the things that are there and we're able to, to, uh, to, to bounce off of that and to better our lives and better our family's lives because of that. So where do you fall on all of that? Where do you fall in uh, you know, preparing for our future? Um, there's that biblical aspect of it, and then there's the preparedness aspect of it. And then for those of us who are, are believers and we believe in self-reliance, there's a mesh between it both. So very important topic and one to consider, uh, continuing to consider, is to look into it. So let me encourage you to look into more Bible prophecy. You know, don't let it scare you. Don't let it freak you out. Look at a whole bunch of different people out there talking about it because there is a spectrum out there of people that believe one way and other people that believe other ways. And just start doing some research. Start looking, looking at what, you know, what people are saying and reading and doing a little bit, you know, just like preparedness, you can go down a rabbit hole, you know, take, set aside some time to study and to research because who knows, you might, uh, you might find yourself realizing that uh, we're probably closer to the end than a lot of people think you know and so uh, i think that's uh something that we should all consider all right guys that's it for this episode thanks so much for hanging out with me uh, i greatly appreciate it we'll catch you on the next one god bless you peace